Yes, 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 yes. Hey guys, welcome to the Money Flow. Hey, my name is Gerald Peters. I'm the host of the Money Flow Trading Society's podcast, Mastering the Trade. Today, I thought we would take some listener questions and, um, you know, see if I can help you out. If you'd like to submit an audio question, you will need to download the Anchor app. It's a super cool app. I use it. A lot of uh, access to a lot of podcasts and various different audio things on there. But if you get the Anchor app, you can send me an audio question. I'd be happy to answer it on the podcast. All right, so our first question comes from my friend Ben in the UK, and his question is about borrowing against his Bitcoin. Let's hear Ben's question. Hi, Gerald. I'm a 19-year-old from the UK, and I'm doing exactly as you said in that $100 a day video. I do make around £60 a day, which kind of equals around $80-something. I'm pushing it all into Bitcoin right now. And I'm, I'm hoping to borrow against my Bitcoin and put a deposit down in a house or just some form of property and probably a flat. And I'm probably going to live in that flat and do it up like you do with sweat equity. And then I'm going to rent it out to um, to either a multiple family um, if, it is a, is it, if it is a house in a poor area or if it's a flat, I might live in it and then do the same again and rent it out. But my question is, if you think that I should be focusing on Bitcoin and actually borrowing against the asset um, when it does appreciate, or if I should just basically be buying the house um, with my savings. So let me know what you think. All right. So Ben, appreciate the question, brother. 19 years old from the UK. Um, I put out a video a while back called uh, The $100 a Day. And I think what I was referring to there is, is I try to invest at least $100 every day. <clears throat> and in something, whether that be growth stocks, penny stocks, dividend stocks, crypto, real estate, I need to put a minimum of $100. That could be sweat equity. Maybe I go work and I paint a house and I do $100 worth of work. So in my mind, sweat equity is also that. And Ben mentioned that in his question, and we're going to get to that, to the sweat equity part. <clears throat> but Ben's on that strategy, and the point of this is to build a base or to build a purse, a bag, you might say, on the street of money. And that could be in the form of crypto. That could be in the form of um, a REIT. That could be in the form of some dividend stocks. That could be in the form of just stacking cash to buy your first property. And, and that's kind of the point of the $100 a day is it just pushes. And if you can do that, and I know that could be impossible for some people, make it 10 whatever. Let's say you could do 100 and you could do that seven days a week. And over a month, that's $3,000. And over 90 days, that's 9000 Now you have money to do real shit. So simply $100 a day could be keeping you from becoming a millionaire in an extraordinarily small amount of time. So let's look at Ben's question. Ben is a young guy. He's into Bitcoin, obviously. So Ben wants to push that money to Bitcoin. Let's say he said he made 60-something pounds, comes out to 80-something dollars. I got to assume you got tax in there. I don't know if he already subtracted that. Let's say he didn't. Let's say he's pushing $50 every day to Bitcoin. That comes out to, what is that a month? 50 times 30. It's $1,500 a month. Um, times 12, 18,000, well, there's 365 days in a year. 
So that'd be $18,250 in 12 months into Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin has appreciated at 186% or 187% a year for 13 consecutive years. That's the average. Now, every one of those years, people say, well, that's impossible to keep going. I don't know. I don't know where prices go, but I do believe that over time, Bitcoin goes higher. Because at the core foundational principle teaching of the money flow trading society, uh, of the money flow trading plan, trading system, let's say, is that I believe that most of the time, 70% of the time, assets drift higher. They might go into aggressive uptrends. They may just float, but due to the powers of inflation and more people and more money printing and limited sources of, of resources, properties, properties, businesses, uh, the cost of goods and services, things go up over time. And, and I, I believe I'm right about that. And so I believe Bitcoin will go higher. The stock market will go higher. Gold will go higher. Land and businesses and real estate. Everything that you own will go higher over time. Now, as that goes higher, dividend stocks produce money that we can drip back in, right? That, that's what that happens. But what about things like growth stocks and Bitcoin? They don't produce income. Well, Bitcoin does. You could stake your Bitcoin and get a return, right? So... Ben's dilemma is he's okay. He's putting in fifty dollars a day. That's eighteen thousand two hundred fifty dollars a year. Now the reason this is important is he's got a cool plan. He wants to run up enough Bitcoin that he could borrow against the Bitcoin to use as a down payment on on a flat they would call it in the UK or a house or a property that he's then going to buy probably a beat up property. He said in in his message he was willing to go into rougher areas, so he's going to live there. He's going to work on it, get it up and going. And then possibly leave that property or flip that property or turn that property over as a rental or maybe borrow equity back out. So <clears throat> the plan to get there is to accumulate a whole bunch of Bitcoin, borrow against the Bitcoin to buy the property. I like it. Now, is that what I would tell a 40-year-old to do? I don't know. But 19? You're 19 years old, you can put $50 a day and let's say he got real serious and he comes into a couple windfalls because he happens to be a person that believes in the science of getting rich. He believes in opportunities. He believes if he pushes his intent into the universe, the universe will conspire to make this shit happen for him even faster because he lives a life that gives evidence to this shit that he's saying. And I believe that the moment you begin to do that, the moment you commit to trading, the moment you commit to investing, the moment you commit to the millionaire blueprint, the moment you commit, Commitment or decision to do the activity is, is, is like one-fifth of getting there. And it causes a chain reaction. And so Ben has a focus. My focus is $50. And he may say, no, I'm going more than that. I already took out for taxes. But let's say 50. That's going to give him. It's appreciating at 187%. So first year you put in 18250 and it goes up 180%. That turns 18250 into like almost $40,000, dude. But he's going to do it again. Now, this is where I'm going to lose most of my listeners. And most of you are not going to stay on this plan. Could you? Because that's a fucking plan. May not be the best plan. Maybe there's somebody out there. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Whatever. But he's working this one. So, yes, Ben, if you believe in Bitcoin, if you believe in the future of Bitcoin, because of your age, you're 19 years old. Dude, this is an aggressive uh, 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 thing you're doing. I love it. I'm super proud of you. I think it's awesome. 
And if, you know, if you were my kid and you were living at my roof, shit, I'd be like, dude, bang it. hundred a day. Fuck, let's go get some more. 200 a day, 300 a day. Do that shit for two or three years. And man, your kid, like everyone's 19 year old should be thinking of schemes like this. Every 19 year old out there should be like, dude, the next three years, I'm going to put every fucking dollar into Bitcoin and then I'm going to borrow it out. And I get to keep the Bitcoin. And then I got cash to go do other things. Yeah, you got to pay it back. But worst case, Bitcoin pays it back. You're collateralized. The loan's getting paid back. You could fuck it, walk away from the loan. So if Bitcoin's going up 187%, do the math on this. And I know when you start buying it, the best thing that could happen to you is when you start buying it, it starts going down. If the 187% stays and holds true for the next three, four, what if it holds true for five years and Ben puts $50 a day every fucking day into Bitcoin? That's $18,250 a year. And we're, we're, we're compounding it at 187%. And he does this from the age of 19 through the age of 20, through the age of 21. And at 21, 22 years old, he's buying what? He's buying a house, maybe a multifamily. He might buy a threeplex, a fourplex. Maybe by then the staking and the collateralization rules is different. You can get more for it. And maybe why he's building this, you stake the crypto, Ben, at 6%, 5%. I would stake it with more than one broker just to limit your risk. And you're getting 5 6%. So you're putting 25 a day in that one, 25 a day in this one, and you just keep banging them, man. So now you're collecting a drip on top of, so that's buying you even more Bitcoin on top of the 187%, on top of your consistency. The weak link here is you not completing the task because if you complete it, it sounds like a killer plan to me. I love it, bro. I would do that. Yes, yes, I would do it. I don't know your timelines. I don't know the rent, so I can't speak to your real estate question. I just know everywhere I've ever been, my entire life, real estate is a good idea and a good plan. And if that, and I also love Bitcoin, you're combining the two. Love it. Appreciate your question. GP, my man. Uh, a while back, you were holding CMPS in your portfolio, Compass Pathways. Um, I was wondering if you're still holding that in your portfolio and what your thoughts are on the psychedelic sector as a whole. Um, I know they're kind of new and there's still a long way to go for a lot of these companies to pass their trials and whatnot, but I just wanted to get your input and see if you've, and see if you've done any digging in the psychedelic sector. Thank you. All right. So CMPS, Compass Pathways. PLC. This is a mental health care company that's dedicated to accelerating patient access to evidence-based innovation in mental health. The company is motivated by the need to find better ways to help and empower people suffering with mental health challenges who are not helped by existing therapies and are pioneering the development of new model of, I'm going to say this wrong, psilocybin therapy. Now, that word is key, psilocybin, and I'm pretty positive I'm saying it wrong, in which psilocybin is administered in conjunction with psychological support. Now, they're playing in the 
and it's kind of a it's a, it's a, I don't want to say it's new, but it's an area of medicine where they're playing with psychedelics and trying to use psychedelics as a way of treating people with severe mental disorders or where common normal medication maybe isn't helping bring relief to the disorder. Um, and let's see, its focus is on treatment resistant depression. In other words, depression that pills don't seem to be helping or in other words called TRD. It's a subset of the depressive disorder MDD comprising patients who are inadequately served by treatment par paradigm, by the traditional treatment paradigm. It has developed a proprietary, meaning its own, right? They own it, high purity, polymorphic, crystalline formulation of pocilibin, in other words, COP360. Whew. Um, that's a lot. So this is a, a you might call it a, a biotech, I guess. Um, you know, am I super familiar with the psychedelic area? No, this stock is covered by analysts. So that's good. You know, sometimes they're not covered by analysts. And when that happens, that's not what you want to see. This stock has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven analysts covering the stock. Now, this is a growth stock. Okay, this is going to be like uh, CRMS, uh, 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 this or, or CPRS. You know, like uh, it's it's not a genomic stock. Obviously, it's a different name, but it's going to be lumped in with the uh, uh, high speculation stocks. It's going to be lumped in with the growth plays because they probably don't actually make money and they're burning through money to you know, try this. And if they hit, if it works, maybe an investor comes in, maybe a large pharmaceutical buys it, or maybe somehow they figure out how to turn a profit from this comp 360 and, and they could make a fortune. Um, that's how companies like Amgen and these others, you know, like uh, Selgin and like they start like this and some of them have big aspirations to produce a drug that either A, they get bought out or, you know, they actually could create revenue streams from their drugs. Um, you know, Fitzgerald, Cantor Fitzgerald is a rating agency. They've got a $82 target on this stock and the stock is currently trading. I don't want to misspeak. I want to say, yeah, $25 and 34 cents. This is a stage four decline. So if you're in the money flow trading society, if you have my book, the money flow trading system, this is a bottoming stage four decline. Now it looks like it's bottoming. And the reason I say that is the RSI is 29.71. Anything below 30, and I express that as negative 30, anything below 30 is gone into extreme overselling. Now that doesn't mean that it won't go any lower, but it does mean that in relation to the previous, you know, the past, RSI is measuring price velocity meaning it's moved too far too fast right now. Now, maybe as it settles here, uh, shorts cover, drifts a little higher, pauses, it begins to build what we call a stage one. And it's good to say that out loud because I'm explaining to you how stage ones are built. Shorts are being covered, value buyers are stepping in, and you begin to build this base with price. And what I would look for, and I wouldn't even touch this stock until I saw it put in a bottom, what I call a pivot point, and you should be able to draw a little circle, and that's the low of the stage four. So we need, we need at least three more days, three bars, three candlesticks, whatever you want to call it on a daily chart that this holds this bottom and price starts to go sideways. And even then you're being aggressive. You're being aggressive. I would not buy it here. 
I would wait for this stock to settle in. This is the problem of all of these growth stocks. And I tried to put some money to work. I did. I had a big score in Taco, like 40 something hundred dollars in profits. And I've put some in PayPal, I've put some in Uber and Lyft and Zynga. These stocks very well could go lower because they're just not catching a bid in this market right now. It's all about, you know, real, you know, physical stocks, stocks actually producing profits, stocks actually paying dividends, stocks that actually hold hard products. Growth and speculation is getting no love in this market. And I fucking love that. I love that. And if you're at a place in this market where you're wanting to sell those stocks, you are doing it ass backwards. Okay. You should have been buying dividend stocks when they were ones that nobody wanted. They were in stage four declines. They were doing bad. Not now. You got to get on the other side of the cash register. You got to be ahead of other people and other traders. That is the point to the money flow is to let you see the big picture so that you can get ahead, man. You can get ahead. This isn't quite set up yet. I got off on a tangent there. I like the stock. I like. I, I, I don't know a lot about the sector. I'm not a big fan of, you know, drugs and drug use for drug use sake and this just you know i'm not in the pot sector it's not that i'm you know against well i'm not against that stuff per se i just i don't know there's so many other businesses and there's so many other great speculations that it's hard for me to occupy my mind with things that i'm just not into you know i'm not into psychedelics i don't really have an interest to go trip balls somewhere so it doesn't really draw my attention as much as an oil refining company or, you know, a telephone, a telecom or a growth play or Bitcoin. You know, would I rather buy this or Bitcoin? Bitcoin, you know. So, but yeah, it definitely could be part of a, a, a portfolio. Definitely could swing trade it uh, as far as the technology. And, and, and I don't know. I haven't done enough research. I don't want to do enough research, but other people that do analysts have ridiculous targets on it. So, I mean, that's good. And that's half your footwork right there. So we've got a $70 target, 82, 70. I think the general consensus is a strong buy with an $84.75. That's a 234% upside. Looks like a good play. Let the stage one set up. I appreciate your question, bro. Yes, yes, we've come to the end. Hey, thanks for listening to um, this week's Q&A, uh, the Money Flow Trading Society's The Art of Mastering the Trade. I try to keep this podcast as much trading and uh, 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 investing Bitcoin dividends, as much of that kind of stuff as possibly as I can. I sometimes drip real estate. Um, I'm doing some uh, buying your first rental property videos over on Instagram and on YouTube. I'm trying to do some better videos, give you some good content and hopefully help you with the mindset big picture how you as an ordinary person can achieve extraordinary success in the stock market, in the real estate market, that you have everything you need to master the trade. God bless.